This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, this is Chris Fetters of Dogman.com, and it's Saturday, day three of spring football here at Husky Stadium, and uh, a little bit of history being made here on the uh, Dogman Radio podcast. Um, We've done, I think, over 550-some episodes over the years, many, many, many years in different ways. We've done podcasts driving back from games. We've done podcasts via Skype. We've done podcasts, obviously, in person, post-practice. This is going to be the very, very first one that we've ever done solo. Um, for reasons that there's no reason to go into, uh, both Scott Eklund and Kim Grinnells were not, were not able to make it to practice today, which is totally unfortunate because it was a brilliant day out, super, super sunny, super nice. And of course, it coincided with the first time the fans got a chance to come back to Husky Stadium since the 2019 Apple Cup. And so they got greeted with a great day weather-wise. They got to see a lot of uh, team action in terms of 11-on-11 drills um, for the Huskies. I think Jimmy Lake and the staff, they, I think they wanted to make sure that um, the fans definitely got a chance to see the quarterbacks throwing the ball, the running backs running around a little bit. Um, pads were definitely popping today. This was the first day where they, they had pads on. They still were in shorts, so they weren't in full pads, more kind of light bulbs-ish, you know, as Rick Neuheisel would have said back in the day. But um, it was a really, again, a really, really good day uh, to come out and watch some football. And there were definitely some, some things that stood out. I th- obviously, the pods pap- uh, the, the pads popping was a, was a really big uh, part of the day. Um, JV on Sunday again uh, seemed to play a major role in the in the pads popping department. Um, he did that with uh, Cameron Williams a few days back. I think very very first day of practice, and then today he did the same thing with Alex Cook, and uh, he did it on the defensive sideline where he just nailed him in, in the open field instead of trying to avoid contact. He initiated it big time. And um, so the defense obviously didn't take uh, really kindly to that. Uh, and the very, very next play, uh, he was running with the twos, and Patrick O'Brien dumped it off to him, and, and he dropped the ball. And the defense just went off on him. I mean, they surrounded him. They wouldn't let him go. Um, Coach Lake actually had to come in and, and let him, you know, kind of, okay, guys, play's over, let's go uh, get this thing done. But there's no doubt that JV on Sunday has, has certainly um, played his part in terms of kind of getting the energy going, getting everything, uh, you know, kind of geared up, especially with the fans in the stands. Um, we talked to a bunch of guys after practice today, Jackson Kirkland, Kate Otten, Zion Tupola Fatui, Trent McDuffie, um, and it was just one of those things where they all were to a man. It was like it was so nice 
to have the fans back in the stands. I mean, it makes a huge difference. It just bumps the energy up. The fans respond, which means the players respond, which means the fans get going even more. So in that sense, there was, there was a lot of uh, good stuff to, to go off of today for sure. Um, but I would say it was interesting. I would have thought the defense, again, kind of had a, a really good day, um, but they did give up a few touchdowns. Um, most, uh, most notably, Patrick O'Brien was the one quarterback who really, really stood out of the three scholarship quarterbacks between him, Dylan Morris, and, and Sam Heward. He was the one that got the ball moving around and moved the ball down the field. Uh, he had a 65-yard scoring drive that he engineered right off the bat in his first drive. And um, if I remember correctly, I think it was Cameron uh, Davis who scored the touchdown to do that. But, um, you know, he looked really sharp. Uh, I thought he, he, he engineered things really, really well. And, again, you got to remember this isn't, um, you know, full tackle at this point, even though there were some tackling moments. Um <laughs> Uh, the the new tight end, uh, Quentin Moore, got a taste of Dominique Campton uh, on one play out in the flat where, uh, yeah, Dominique kind of forgot that it was just thud tempo and he took Quentin Moore to the ground, and the, but the fans loved it. The, the, the defense loved it. Um, so I thought that was certainly one good moment. But uh, guys were definitely eager to pop the pads a little bit, and then JV on Sunday on offense was one of the, one of the guys that was instigating that for sure couple skirmishes, as you would expect on the first day where, where pads are on. Um, the first one was kind of a, a group thing, kind of in the middle of the field. Uh, I saw Jordan Lolohea was kind of at the bottom of that. It was hard to say who else was in it. And then the, the second one was near the goal line in a situation where the offense was able to score with Patrick O'Brien leading the, the, the number two offense. And it was Julius Bulow, um, the right guard, going up against Braylon Trice, and they kind of uh, butted heads a little bit. And then on the very, very next play, Bulow was leading, the, leading into the hole, and he was able to, between him and JV on Sunday, uh, they got pretty aggressive. And um, the, the guy that was in the middle there, Alfonso Tupatala, kind of took the brunt of all of that. Um, a little unfortunate, but uh, the offense really enjoyed that score. For sure. So, you know, Dylan Morris, I thought, had a, a hit and miss day um, as the number one quarterback. Um, definitely did some nice things, hooked up a, a couple times with guys like Roma Dunsey, um, Jalen McMillan, but um, overall could not get over the hump, really couldn't drive the team down the field. Um, and then Sam Heward, he had one drive, his very, I think it may have even been his very, very first drive, where he was able to get his offense all the way down inside the 10-yard line, but just couldn't punch it in and had a, um, a tight end, the walk-on, Wilson Schwartz, the freshman walk-on who was here early, had him in the corner. It sure looked like he had a chance to make the play, but the ball just kind of glanced off his fingertips in the corner. So that was unfortunate because he had a chance to score a touchdown there too, and that would have been a really, really nice drive for Sam Heward. Um, other than that, I would say you know it was it was interesting because there was no Caleb uh, Barry today. There was no Richard Newton. Not exactly sure where they were at today. Um, you know, but the, the but but the running backs again. I thought Cameron Davis had a really nice day Sunday, as I've talked about. Scored a couple touchdowns. Uh, even Sean McGrew. Sean McGrew had a 35-yard run off the right side that set up uh, one of the touchdowns for O'Brien. So he you know he shows that he's certainly the number one back. Kamari Pleasant got in there a little bit as well. So 
you know, I think overall the running backs continue to show that they're a very deep and talented group, and it looks like Keith Bonifaz is just kind of rotating those guys in, trying to get each of them as many turns as possible, get as much tape on those guys as possible early on so they can kind of see what they're doing well, what they're doing wrong, so they can cap, you know, they can work on that, fix the problems, and then move to the next practice where they can keep improving. Um, I thought the receivers, again, I think they were a little bit better today than they were on Friday, for instance. Um, Jalen McMillan had a great one-handed catch along the sidelines in the individual warm-up drills where that was kind of the first time you could tell the fans were like, oh, all right, we're ready to go here. This was kind of, that was kind of the first moment where there was a, a bump of energy and all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the players are starting to notice, oh, like, yeah, there's a, there's a few hundred fans in the stands. This is kind of cool. So uh, that was a nice moment for Jalen McMillan. Roma Dunzi, again, had a couple of nice catches early on in the, teams, in the team periods. I thought he, he showed up a little bit. Taj Davis did as well. And then um, on the very, very final touchdown drive for the offense that was engineered by the walk-on freshman quarterback Camden Sermon who is quick he's one of those guys that's kind of almost true dual threat he can go out and you know he can get you some yards with his legs and he was moving the ball quite a bit down there and then he found Jalen Polk the uh, Texas Tech receiver transfer and got him inside the run right around the five yard line it was a really nice catch one of those ones where you kind of come back to catch it. It's one of those, you know, kind of snaggy type catches, and he looked really good doing it. Um, so he got down to the five yard line, and then from there it was JV on Sunday who took a couple runs, but uh, they were able to punch it in for the final score of the day, and that was basically the end of the, um, of the entire practice. So overall, again, um, the offense took their licks. The defense got in as well. Uh, Ryan Bowman had a nice sack. Um, you know, they tried to get some pressures in on the quarterbacks for sure. Um, you know, they're rotating guys in to try to get them pressures. Uh, there were some moments in the middle there where guys were, were doing some really nice things. Clearly, the, the pairings of like Taki Taimani and Tuli Latuiga Sanoa is one where they really like them. Jacob Bandis and Fatui Tuatele, they really like that, that pairing as well. We even got a chance to see the, the true freshman, uh, Kwape Hopa and, uh, Voy Tunufi. Uh, they got a chance to kind of pair up together with the ones for a couple series there too. So that was fun to kind of see those youngsters getting in the mix too. Um, you know, as far as the defensive backs, you know, we've seen some some pairings now with the safeties. They like, I think they like Alex Cook and, and Asa Turner together. Uh, they had a really nice pairing of Julius Irvin and Dominique Hampton out there today, which I thought they did some nice things from time to time. And then, um, you know, the number one corners right now clearly are uh, Trent McDuffie and Kyler Gordon. Those, those guys seem to be the ones. And then, you know, you've got Elijah Jackson and James Smith doing some nice things out there too, the freshmen. And then Bookie Radley-Hiles, the, um, the Oklahoma transfer, has already started to get to really settle in at safety, um, kind of as, as the nickel in, in, that, in that base defense. So it was fun to kind of see him get out there. You can really tell he's an experienced guy. I mean, he's a smooth operator. He, he's already, looks like he's already kind of picked up the terminology and kind of definitely knows where he needs to be and what he, what he needs to do. So I only expect him to keep improving as, um, as he starts to really absorb the playbook. So really, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, very little on special teams. They do a ton of special teams periods during these days, but very little in terms of like the specialists. They did have some kicks at the end of some of these, um, 
some of these series that didn't necessarily pan out in touchdowns. And both uh, Peyton Henry and the walk-on freshman Jarrett North hit 38-yard field goals. And then a little bit later on, the other scholarship kicker, Tim Horn, who usually does the kickoffs, he hit one from 42. So they were three for three today. Obviously, that's a great sign. So, um, you know, everything's good as far as the specialist goes, too. So I really hope a lot of Washington fans got a chance to come out today and see the practice. Uh, certainly a lot to look, lot to look to. Um, hopefully you guys have a lot of questions on the message board and things like that, and we'll certainly try to do our best to answer them. Um, but I think overall, again, to see fans out at Husky Stadium for the first time since the Apple Cup, 2019 Apple Cup, was phenomenal. You could tell they were having fun. The, the sun, because of the way that it's oriented, and, and everybody was basically on the, in the south stands today. Um, some were a little bit out on the west stands, uh, too. But, you know, it was kind of hit and miss with the sun. So sometimes it would get a little blustery and cold, and then the sun would kick in, and that was nice. Um, but overall, again, it was just great to see so many fans out there uh, enjoying it. Got to, see, uh, got to see former running back Deontay Cooper. Uh, always great to see him smiling and having fun. Uh, he was out there with a couple of his guys. Uh, and then um, we saw, I saw a tweet out there uh, from Tracy Ford of Ford Sports who um, took a picture of JT Tuomalau and um, Jason Brown, the, uh, the 24 O'Day running back who just got offered from Washington. So to see kind of the, 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 the old guard and the new guard kind of, uh, you know, mixing together under the banner, uh, the Ford Sports banner, that's good to see. And they were at Husky Stadium today. So, um, you know, I don't, I, hopefully we'll find out if other guys were there as well. Those were the only ones that I really got a chance to see in a limited um, time there, obviously focused a lot more on what was going on on the field. And then, um, again, I hope that there were a lot of fans out there. Hopefully there were plenty of Dogman subscribers out there too who got a chance to go out and see, and, and hopefully they'll put their observations out there too um, so that everyone kind of gets a, a great opportunity to get a feel for how things went today. Because I thought it was a really good, overall a really good day, a lot of turns put on film for this team, which is essential when you're in the third day of, of spring ball. You really, really want to get a lot of stuff done on tape. That's where, you know, for the first 11 on 11 sessions they did before the final team periods, they actually had the offenses going towards each end zone. So they were actually able to run two snaps basically at the same time. And so when you can double up your efforts and get twice as much film uh, on your offense and defense, that's a plus. And we've seen that. We've seen that more and more from the beginning of spring, and that's certainly um, something that Jimmy Lake has talked about in terms of trying to get as many reps for these guys as possible, kind of doing this in an NFL-style manner, which is you know, obviously how they want to run these things. So I think that was good to see. But, they, but again, these these final team periods that they ran, there was a lot of meat on the bone in terms of what fans could see, who was standing out on offense and defense. Um, you know, obviously it's hard with the offensive and defensive lines because they're in shorts, you know, and they have the, the waffle helmets on and, you know, they can play thud tempo, which is like three-quarter speed or close to full speed, but you'd never want to take anyone down to the ground. 
You know, so it, so when you can't be a hundred percent physical, when you really can't move guys around the way you'd want to or could, um, it's it's tough to kind of judge what's going on uh, in terms of what's in the trenches. But it is good to see that all those guys are healthy, all those guys are are getting tons of reps, and um, you know, it, it even looks like the 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 three deeps for the offensive line already look pretty well solidified in terms of. Uh, the kind of lines that Scott Huff wants to run. And I'll certainly break that a little bit uh, down a little bit more um, on the website, you know, kind of give people a little bit more of a depth chart feel uh, as we go on uh, during spring camp. So other than that, guys, I think that was just, um, I, I hate to keep being a broken record or reiterate it, but it was a great day. It was, um, it was fun. It was fun to see all the fans out there. It was fun to see those guys get after it. It was fun to see the interactions in terms of the energy that was provided by the fans to give to the players. Then the players responded. They made plays, and that just kind of egged the crowd on a little bit more. So I hope the fans got a lot out of it. I know the team did. Um, you know, Jimmy Lake, super appreciative afterwards, wanted to thank the, the crowd uh, himself personally, wanted to make sure that the team thanked the crowd for being there. And um, he also pointed out, and rightly so, that even though they're just in shells and shorts right now, they'll be in full pads a week from now, and it's that Saturday practice that you really want to come and check out. So I encourage all fans that didn't get a chance to come out today to come out a week from now because that's when they'll be in full pads. That's when you're really going to see the hitting take place and they'll really start to get after a little bit more. And that's where you're going to see that that energy transaction between the fans and the players really start to take off, I think. So to finish off, um, just want to remind people that uh, if you want uh, anything in terms of uh, you know, kind of a digest type form of all the, the Husky news that's going on at Montlake. Uh, we can give it to you daily uh, through your email. Just send uh, a note to huskystadium at gmail.com with the subject line newsletter. Again, huskystadium at gmail.com subject line newsletter, and we'll make sure to send you all the things that we have uh, in terms of, we send at least one or two every single day. So that's a quick way to kind of get up to date on what the latest news and notes are coming out of Montlake. And then also right now we're running a phenomenal uh, promotion, a spring football promotion uh, here at dogman.com. We're doing a yearly subscription, 50% off. And you can also try it one, you can try it for your first month for only $1. So you have a couple different ways you can do it there. Um, we really encourage people to come up because right now we're only in day three, guys. We still have 12 more practices to go. And the fans still have, I think, 13 more practices that they can go to. Or no, excuse me, they've got, uh, I'm doing the quick math in my head. They can still do. So they had 10. So I think they have nine more practices that you guys can go to as fans. That's still nine more opportunities to come see these guys in action. And so I'd take advantage of it if I were you guys, because this is the first time that this has happened in a long time. Jimmy Lake and his guys are really trying to, to get uh, the energy back in Washington football, trying to get everybody kind of geeked up again about um, the potential for this team in 2021. And I think there's certainly a lot to be excited about. So again, just want to wrap things up. Want to uh, uh, thank you guys again for sticking sticking with us. Uh, and and uh, there's so much more to come for spring football. So definitely stay tuned to what we're doing. 
So for everybody at dogman.com, this is Chris Fetters. Go dogs. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.